Greetings, everybody. I welcome you to Tea Time Talks. My name is Tato. I am your host, and today we will be talking all about hope. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in to Tea Time Talks. I am really happy to have you on this fine Tuesday afternoon. Now, today we're going to be talking hope in hopeless situations. And in my instance, my hopeless situation would be my love life. I always joke around and say, yeah, no, that on its own needs um, its own podcast. Like my love life needs its own podcast because I've gone through it. I've gone through it from just being in a situation of being harassed being in a position where nearly got mugged during a date you know um dating a guy who just did the most you know 10 10 trump babies during dates i've seen it all quite literally all of it and i've lived to tell the story and today i tell you the story of how i experienced my, my, the story behind my first heartbreak which evidently took place in 2021 when i tell you that last year last year came in guns blazing i mean it um always been a gangster and a thug in the world of relationships but no last year i just i was catching owls and explosions left right and center but like i said today we're only gonna focus on one we are going to talk about the story of how i got my heart broken by a guy i was not even in a relationship with stay tuned Now, right off the bat, I feel like it's important for me to mention that I am the easiest person to win over. I am a hopeless romantic and a Disney princess at heart that just wants to be swept off her feet, you know. And because of how idealistic my views on relationships are, I tend to have a whole lot of relationship woes that crash and burn and leave me absolutely devastated because of how idealistic my view on love is. I don't factor in heartbreak. I really don't, you know. So, thought it should be important I mention how all this mess happened in the first place, right? So, it's 2020. The whole story starts then. Um, met the guy the year before, but, you know, things just started catching. Um, or the momentum, rather, just started picking up around August 2020. This guy was a solid gent, right? He was he was a regular guy. Very important for me to mention because my friends have a tendency of mentioning that I attract the extreme outliers in the relationship spectrum in my life, you know? I mean, they're not wrong, but like, don't say it to me. <laughs> Nonetheless, had a really solid friendship with this guy. We laughed, the banter, the whole works. It was, it was, it was just explosive to say the least, you know? We started talking a whole lot more than usual at very odd hours of the night, almost every day for prolonged periods. So I knew nine o'clock was nine o'clock. I'm hopping on a call with him and it could end anytime between 11 o'clock and three o'clock. And it ended a lot around three o'clock, you know? So I was in a position where I was very comfortable to give up a quarter of my day to this man. And I need you to understand that it was not just that time when i was speaking to him there were the good morning phone calls there were the lunchtime phone calls there were the messages in between classes it was just i was spending so much time 
with him and I was investing a whole lot more time into when I was not with him I was still speaking to him there was not an hour that would go by I didn't just pop him a message and say hey are you good or whatever the case may be you understand and so naturally feelings get involved because that's the natural cause of these things you know you can't speak to somebody for that long and then things not get muddy um and because i i genuinely hate confrontations we covered this in the letting go episode that i don't like confrontations it's even worse when it's matters of the heart you know i always tell people that if you want to see me sweat bullets and speak utter rubbish confess your feelings to me I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know how to act. Whether I like you back or not, that's not the point. I will just say the most bizarre things and I will act out of character and everybody will be like, what on God's green earth do you call that? You know what I mean? And so I tried to prolong that as long as I could. And eventually, two months later, the whole conversation happened. The whole intentions and context conversation took place where it's like, yo... I really feel you, like you a lot, I love your vibe, I love your heart, I love how you carry yourself, I love this, I love that, I love this, I love that. I'm like, oh, me too, you know? All of those sweet things. But he was like, look, I'm not in a position where I can get into a relationship and his reasons were valid. I was happy and I supported him either way, you know? However, even though he has made it crystal clear to me that he is not in a position to get into a relationship... I stayed and I still continued acting like the girlfriend because we were moving like people that were in relationships. I always say I've never in my life moved the way I was moving with this guy. The phone calls did not listen. The meets did not listen. The hey, let's grab lunches did not listen. It just kept on going. You wouldn't think anything, you know, in my head, it's like, yeah, you're not ready for a relationship. Uh, but you still want to build with me. So let's go. And so this went on and on and on and on. You know, I don't introduce, I don't make a habit of introducing guys into my, or to my family rather because of how volatile my love life is. I, I just, I just, I have to stick it out, you know? But for some weird reason, everybody at home knew about him or of him or had met him the kids were always on a video call with him it was just a whole mess my mom met him um and guys my mom does not meet any of my my male companions we don't do that here like if i introduce you to my mom you must just know goody you are swimming in a pot of gold you understand so that's the situation and i did that because in my head we were heading towards that direction of being exclusive with one another eventually when you were ready but that moment never came in fact around march things started to change i need you to understand that i built everything or we built everything on the foundation of truth on the foundation of honesty on the foundation of transparency and so whether we were still kicking it with the intention of getting into something long term he was my best friend i told him everything and likewise he told me everything so i thought rather you know i could i could account for his movements i knew where he was at what point in time this man's even got me to join gym guys i don't do physical but i'm here at the gym you know 
even though we were not going to the gym together, I mean, we tried it, it wasn't working, he was on his own thing, I was doing my own thing, so it just made sense for us to just keep doing our own thing. Even with all of that, I still could tell you, oh, he's at the gym, he's probably going to finish around half six, and then he's going to eat, and then, and then, and then. We had a whole system, we had a whole routine. My my life was heavily integrated with his, you know. I knew that my day consisted of me waking up, showering, getting ready for the day, having breakfast. He would pick me up, we'd go to school, we'd sit there until all our classes are done. We'd come back to my place, we would cook lunch, we would eat, and then um, we'd chill. If we watch a movie, we watch a movie, we'd go on a date, we'd go on a date. And then he would eventually go back to his place, he would sleep, and then he would start the day again. So on average, I was spending a good 18 hours with him daily. And then it was changing gradually. Then the lunch date stopped, you know, after classes, he just drops me off and then he heads to his place. Then the conversations changed. He was a bit more secretive. I couldn't account for his movements anymore then it was this then it was that then on his free days because he was free a lot on thursdays um we he would either come to campus with me or he'd come to my place um and just sit there while i do my one class of the day and then we just go do whatever else we're supposed to do or look no matter what was happening he was always in my space but suddenly he wasn't and i'm really good at picking up when there's been a change in a vibe really really good at that you cannot lie to me um about your energy i i feel it and you know there was a change there was a hectic change and i asked him yo are we good he's like yeah so now we were now moving into a state of me becoming gaslit because i'm like look i know we're not fine i don't know what's going on talk to me he's like everything's fine it's all you know in your head maybe you're overthinking or maybe 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 and i'm like okay cool but i wasn't though and I prayed about it. I'm like, God, I know for a fact I'm not on acid. Something's going on. Please help me understand what's going on. Now, at this point, him and I have been kicking it and we've been moving with this hectic flow of being in each other's space for a good six months now, right? And eventually God, because he's ever loving, he shows me what I needed to see. The answers become clear and everything fell into place now of course i signed up to have my life on a podcast he didn't and i'm going to respect his privacy but i now got the answers to all the questions so as you expected it was not all in my head there really was something going on with him um and i found out from someone else what actually was going on and and it ruined me it it finished me it turned me into sawdust and i was just going through it i was in a state of absolute depression i'm not getting out of bed i am not eating i'm only bathing because i'm going to the gym and i'm only going to the gym because my personal trainer won't stop calling me and i'm running out of reasons as to why i'm not coming but also that 480 hit so now i gotta get up and go to the gym you know what i mean like i'm moving only because life is forcing me to move i'm moving because my friends are like we are outside i'm only eating because my friends have got to eat and i'm a host who does the most so i'm always cooking for them i'm only living because people are forcing me to live you know i am so sick my body is just 
declining my health is declining i'm always home because home is a safe space for me and i'm drawing energy but even that became a bit toxic for a whole nother reason completely and so now i'm in the cycle of confronted but also how you understand because he still does what he does and he'll come in the evenings and we will cuddle and it's like no this is not normal and i'm glad i finally snapped out of this is not normal i mean it took time it took me googling the seven stages of grief to understand that now i'm going through it and i need closure but i remember just thinking what am i getting closure of what what closure am i getting can't be like i'm getting relationship closure i was never dating this guy i don't have that type of entitlement over his life you know i remember in one of the 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 confrontations we had i said that to him i'm like i can't demand your time because i'm not your girlfriend i don't have that right and he's like even so speak to me because you're my mate and mates do this you know so then it's it's around may i've been going through this whole madness for good three months now wrote him a letter because i can't i can't handle it i had chest pains i was so sick i was really sick and i'm like look we need to sit and we need to talk wrote him a letter expressed every single thing i was feeling and i made him read it in my presence we discussed everything in my presence and then we laughed about what we were laughing laughing about and he's like i didn't know you felt this way i'm sorry and he told me the story of what was going on and of course i already knew but he told me anyway and i was like oh, okay cool thank you and you'd think that after that confrontation i'd be fine i really wasn't i still was in that stage of what stage of grief am i at now you know and the day that i snapped out of it was the day it had been a few weeks now since we had the whole letter confrontation and he said to me you know had you never found out from this person what was going on i don't think i was going to ever tell you and that's when i knew that's when i knew that i had set myself up to catch fire and i caught fire and i got burned to ashes right because how is he saying that to me how is he comfortable saying had you not found out i was never going to tell you because that just means i was going to be a, a very famous character there by cartoon network for however long the situation permitted and that was difficult for me and it still is to this day difficult for me to look back and be like yo wow i was setting myself up because then we spoke about everything we spoke about feelings and the the mistake i made was never coming back and having the second context conversation i'm like yo are we still on the same path you know because somewhere along the lines his reasons for moving the way he was moving were justified by the fact that him and i were not dating number one secondly he just wasn't there anymore he he yes he never was in a position to get into a relationship at that point but now he genuinely didn't even consider getting into a relationship with me at all and that is a difficult thing to swallow that is the story of how i went i randomly woke up and i cut all ties with every single guy i had strung along all my simps all the guys that did not have any intentions of moving forward with all of the friends that were still in the gray areas because 
I always say the only reason I have a, a big pool of guy friends is because some point in time feelings need to get caught and then we need to get over it and then we can build a platonic friendship and I did not have it in me to build any more platonic friendships because I just got myself burned and it hurt and I never ever ever want anybody's child to go through the pain I went through you know it hurts it really really hurts and you'd think that after all of that I I would just let it go no I didn't I actually moved on to the next guy and he also did me so dirty the exact same situation repeated itself but with a different character and when I got over him and I met another guy the exact same situation so three consecutive guys my situations with them ended the exact same way and I was like no thank you no thank you but despite it all I still have hope I still have hope that somewhere somehow somewhere out there there is someone for me and we will keep trying and we will fall and burn and we will get up and we will keep trying because we are hopeful creatures I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine and she was asking me, how are you still finding the strength to get up every morning and still pour into the next guy and the next guy and the next guy after you've been broken so many times? And I said to her, well, that's very simple. I worry about what's in front of me and not necessarily what's behind me. You know, yes, I am a byproduct of all the life experiences I've had, but I'm not going to let my heartbreaks, my disappointments, or my pain keep me from becoming all that I am meant to become. No, no matter how difficult things have been in the past, I have made it out alive. You know what I mean? I'm holding on to the hope that there's someone out there, you know, there's someone that's going to do the very little things every day to show me that they care, to show me that they're thinking about me. Someone who's going to go out of their way to make me happy and it will not be a burden or an inconvenience to them. It just makes sense, you know? Someone who will hold my hand when I'm scared or having an anxiety attack and cuddle me when I'm having my night terrors. Someone who will save me the last piece of chicken because he knows how much I love chicken, you know, and just cannot bear the idea of me coming home and finding that there is no meat, you know? Someone who will randomly text me in the middle of the day to tell me how much he loves me or how much he misses me you know or someone who will stop to give me a kiss on the cheek or on the forehead as he walks by to go get himself a piece of cake or a glass of water you know someone is going to dedicate my favorite song to me and let me dance around the dining room and waltz and make me feel beautiful even when i'm wearing sweatpants and have my hair up in a bun you know someone who is going to just tell me a joke because i'm having a really 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 terrible day or laugh at my very lame and dry humor someone who is going to kiss me in the rain you know except i have a fear of you know just drowning it's a weird thing we'll talk about that another time but 
someone who is going to understand that romance is not dead and he's going to treat me right and he's going to love me. I'm a firm believer and I'm hopeful that God created somebody who's going to love me the way I deserve to be loved. And so I will keep on trying because every time I try, I'm hoping that that's my person. And if that's not my person, that's okay. We pick up the pieces and we try again. I pick up the pen and I start writing my story of overbecoming, my story of victory, my story of hope. And that's what I want you to do as well. You know where you're saying, oh, I hope this gets better. Oh, I hope this is, this is something that changes. If you're like me, first of all, don't take any relationship advice from me. It's a bad idea. Um, except my girls know you guys. We, we are a group of bad ideas. You can keep coming back to me. But if you're like me, mate, stick it out or don't. It's really up to you. If you're in a business venture and it's not making any sense stick it out or don't it is up to you if you find yourself just not sure if you're going to make it to varsity pray it out or don't it's up to you but in all of those moments whether you stick it out or you don't have hope that the decision you're making is the right one have hope that yes i am choosing to leave behind the life of relationships because it's not serving me it's not growing me but i'm hopeful that the next part of my life is going to be great you know if your business venture is failing have hope that whatever is next or however way you want to make your money is going to actually work out you know Whatever you decide to do, have hope that it's going to work out because hope is literally the only thing that is keeping me alive, you know? Imagine if we didn't have hope. Imagine if that life you are wishfully thinking about and foreseeing yourself living, you know, that car you're driving, the house you're living, if all of that, the house you're living in, rather, if all of that was not motivated by hope, where would you be right now? I don't think you'd be as far as you are or where you could possibly be. And that's what hope is. Hope keeps us alive. So whatever happens, whatever may come your way, don't lose the hope that everything will work out. It's very tricky. It's a very, very, very tricky time right now. I know for an absolute fact because I'm having so many conversations with my loved ones and it's a moment of confusion for everybody. Like, what's this chapter of my life? God in store for me what am I supposed to do what am I what am I what am I whatever you decide and whatever you want to do have hope that it's going to work out in your way honestly truly speaking have hope that the decision you're making is going to be for the betterment of your life and show up have hope and show up like I said I have hope that my husband's there me I wake up every morning that's it i wake up every morning that i've showed up but i wake up every morning and i work on myself and i i do what i gotta do and reach my goal so that whatever happens and whenever he's ready to come into my life and save me from the mess i keep on getting myself into he found a great version of myself he sits there and thinks wow my wife wow my life partner because the hope that he's coming kept me alive and the hope that he's coming made sure that I showed up for myself. And the hope that he is coming is the only thing that makes me stand up, dust myself off, pick up the pen and write the story all over again. Write it as many times as you want. Cancel as many times as you want. But in the process of it all, do not lose hope. 
whatever the situation is, do not lose hope. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope to see you next week Tuesday. Bye.